0: This isn't the real Caesar's Palace, is it? What do you mean? Did Caesar live here? Um, no. I do not think so. I went to Vegas last weekend. Pretty crazy. Vegas, baby!
1: Vegas!
0: Gentlemen, welcome to Las Vegas.
1: Why don't you give me half the money you were gonna bet? Then we'll go out back, I'll kick you in the nuts, and we'll call it a day! Some guys
0: just can't handle Vegas.
1: Hey there, and welcome to episode number 30 of the Jeff Does Vegas podcast. My name is Jeff, and thanks for hopping on board this podcast adventure to one of the best cities on the planet, fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada. With visitors to Las Vegas getting hit with what seems like a never-ending parade of fees, it's no surprise that people are trying to find ways to avoid getting hit in the pocketbook. And with the recent increases in resort fees at multiple strip properties, one of the methods people have been using to save a few bucks on accommodations is to head off the strip and book with Airbnb or any of the other vacation home and short-term rental websites. Although I've personally never used Airbnb in Las Vegas, I know someone who has on multiple occasions. Chris Kim, the host of the Faces and Aces Las Vegas podcast. Chris is a frequent Vegas visitor, and he's been podcasting about Las Vegas for several years now. During one of our recent conversations, Chris was telling me that more than a few times he'd decided to use Airbnb rather than staying in a hotel. I asked if he'd be willing to jump on my podcast to talk about some of the pros and cons of using Airbnb rather than a hotel. He also shared a few stories of the good, the bad, and the ugly of staying in a complete stranger's home. Please enjoy my conversation with Chris Kim. First off, my friend, thank you so much for uh, for taking the time to jump on. It feels like it's been uh, forever since we chatted. Yeah, thanks for having me back, man. How you been? Uh, You know, busy, busy as usual, trying to maintain uh, this little podcast thing and, you know, maintain a real life as well. Stupid real life getting in the way of the (laughs) podcast, I'll tell you.
0: (laughs) You know, secretly in my own mind, I'm competing with you in terms of how many trips we're going to take to Vegas this year. I think you're uh, on trip number five.
1: I'm coming up on trip number five. Yes. I think I'm going to be on track for eight
0: this year. Ooh, that's a lot. I got trip number five under my belt, trip number six coming up. But after that, I'm going to take a break.
1: I'm disappointed in you, man.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The heart's willing. The
1: wallet isn't. There, I hear you. I understand that. The whole whole thing for the eight trips this year, previously the last couple of years for me, it's been seven. And this year, my wife kind of just jokingly said, I bet you can't do eight. And I, I looked uh, at her I'll and went, show you. challenge accepted. <laughs> I uh, you, watch me just watch me. So anyways, that's you just asked Joey chestnut to eat another hot dog. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> this, is, this is a whole it's a Barney Stinson situation all over again. <laughs> Challenge accepted. So so if I do it right, it'll be eight, seven for sure is where where I'm kind of aiming at for this year. Mm. But uh but yeah, so that's that's where things are at for, for 2019 so far this year. Now, I got you jumping on here with me because. You and I got a, a conversating a while ago about yeah. Airbnb in Las Vegas. Yeah, and and this is a, a thing that uh, you know I've I've been asked this question a few times. I'm sure you have been asked the question a few times as well about staying at an Airbnb in Las Vegas rather than going with the traditional uh, hotel or resort. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And 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 it's it's. You know, there's advantages and disadvantages to to doing to doing both, I would say. And and now you actually have experience with staying at Airbnbs in Las Vegas.
0: Yeah, this past year I've been trying to spend a little more time doing airbnbs and i think it's kind of interesting because people who visit vegas tend to think of it in a very binary sort of way either you're a hotel guy or you're an airbnb guy whereas i like to think of it as staying at an airbnb is just one more tool in the arsenal of enjoying vegas Um, i don't necessarily think that it's right for everybody but given the, the proper circumstance i think it can enhance your trip
1: now i i myself I've used Airbnb in other cities. I've used it in uh, i first time ever I used it was in London, England, which you know the first time you do it and and I don't know if you've had this feeling the first time you you used Airbnb, I was a little concerned and and maybe I don't want to say sketched out because that's the wrong way of putting it, but I think I was worried that I was going to show up and not have a place to stay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, okay. You're
1: and right. and when you're, you know, if you're in a city like Las Vegas for example, you know, you've got if that did happen, you've got a million options. But all of a sudden you land somewhere like London and you don't know anybody, you don't know the city, you don't know anything and you're standing at this place where all of a sudden you don't you don't have a place to stay. In the end it was a very positive experience. It was excellent. I've since used it in Seattle and in Dublin and I've had excellent experiences. Um What has your experience been with using Airbnb in Las Vegas?
0: Well, I mean, just to touch on what you said before, I think being sketched out is a normal, healthy approach to Airbnb. I think uh, staying in some stranger's home, uh, if you didn't have just the slightest bit of fear, there might be something wrong with you. (laughs) Because you are staying in a stranger's home, so I think it's good to be a little bit cautious. Um, my experience overall has been uh, it's been satisfactory. I wouldn't necessarily say it's the best experience ever i I've had some good stays i've had some bad stays, but for the most part, it met the requirement, which was a pillow under my head and a roof over me to when you know for when I sleep and that's primarily what I use it for now what you know I
1: guess there's, you know, looking at the advantages and disadvantages, there's two ways to look at it. I mean, Airbnb, you're, I'm assuming the Airbnbs that you've done, you've been off the strip, away from the strip, sort of has been in the suburbs or nearby.
0: Yeah. I mean, I typically, the way that I use Airbnb now is I will try to find a place that's convenient for me because I will drive into Vegas. It's roughly about a three and a half hour drive. So I try to find an Airbnb that's somewhat, further south on the 15 freeway. So that way when I'm leaving in the morning it knocks a half hour off my drive time, um, that's one advantage as a person who drives. Um, but in terms of people visiting the city, um, it, it, you can stay relatively close to the Strip, so it's just a five-minute Uber ride. Of course, the rates are going to be a little bit higher, as well as there are some great Airbnb places to stay on the Strip because there are a lot of condos that people will let out. The Palms has a, has a condo, and basically people are letting their rooms out for really inexpensive prices, For ba- and you're basically getting what would have been a uh, hotel room and a, with a gorgeous view of the Strip
1: hmm. I've looked on Airbnb because I've contemplated it as well, especially with, you know, so many of the hotels they're starting to, you know, they're charging resort fees and, and, you know, it's, it's the, the parking fees and things like that. And it gets expensive. I guess, you know, the, the advantage of the Airbnb is that, like you said, you've got your own space, you've got kind of your own spot but for somebody which is you know is perfect for somebody like yourself that's you know driving to Vegas and coming to Vegas on a regular basis that way but for someone like me who flies into town doesn't usually like I've only rented a car in Las Vegas once I've only had a car in Vegas twice while I've been there for someone like me does the 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 cost savings of the Airbnb versus a, a resort does that get eaten up by, you know, the cost of having to rent a car or, you know, pay for for Uber and Lyft to to get around and and travel back and forth if you're spending a lot of time on the strip?
0: Well, it can and it can't. It really depends on how you Vegas. For example, I know you and I both have the um, founder's card, which is what with Caesars Resorts, we don't have to pay the resort fee or the parking fee. Mm-hmm. However, let's say someone doesn't have that advantage and they do have to pay parking fee and resort fees. That's basically another $75 that you're adding to your nightly stay. And so the amount of money that you would save by staying off strip at an Airbnb and you calculate in the Uber trip to the strip, that it would actually be cheaper than staying on the strip. And again, depending on where you're staying on the strip.
1: And so I guess picking the Airbnb or deciding to go with the Airbnb, do you think it's a better idea if you're not doing a lot of stuff on the strip? So for example, say a family that's coming to town that is wanting to do a lot of, you know, getaways, whether it's to Hoover Dam or Red Rock or, or, you know, various places around, around the city, Airbnb is probably a better, a better choice in that situation.
0: Absolutely. I, I mean, I think a family, it, for a family, it's an ideal situation because you're staying off the Strip. You're staying away from a lot of the madness and chaos that happens on the Strip Strip that you may not want to expose your children to 24-7. Uh, you get a, a sense of normalcy by staying in an actual neighborhood. Um, and it, it it's a little more complicated now because the city had passed a new law that I believe uh, was enacted earlier this year that said that if you're going to stay in an Airbnb the homeowner must be present and uh, you have to rent out rooms. Now that's a law that applies to new applicants for Airbnb. So you can still find homes without anybody there to stay in if you wanted to stay there with your family.
1: I was just going to ask that because I know, you know, you mentioned the law that had passed and I was doing a little bit of research into this and I I saw that and I was wondering if that was was actually making it harder to find, you know, good places. Because I know like I'm a relatively – private person <laughs> Yeah, I don't want to say I hate people because then people are like why the hell do you go to Las Vegas then if you hate people it, yeah. but but when I've I, I I enjoy my own time and my own privacy and you know I've I've stayed the the Airbnbs that I've stayed at um, you know London Dublin it was you know our own our own flat and our own places uh, I've stayed two different places in Seattle one of them was a, a you know a studio apartment kind of place where again I had my own space and the other one was a basement suite where the owners were upstairs, but I still had my own place downstairs so i was I was wondering if that new law has kind of made it if you think it's made it harder to find um, you know to find decent places if you just kind of want to be on your own
0: no, I mean there are still plenty of homes to rent out completely. Um, the reason behind the law is because a lot of people were coming in from California and renting out party houses for the evening. Um, Not necessarily using it to just stay there, but they would trash the house and move on. And so the city wanted to do something about it for the sake of the neighbors. Um, But no, it's still very easy. And a lot of the people who used to do it have been grandfathered in. So there's still plenty of inventory if you just want to rent out an entire house to yourself.
1: Those damn Californians. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I take full blame. Coming in,
0: wrecking it for everyone. (laughs) I take full blame. We're horrible people here. (laughs) I'll be the first to admit it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Now, we talked a little bit about some of the experiences that you've had, um, you know, doing Airbnbs and staying at Airbnbs. Um, Any any particularly good experiences stick out in your mind?
0: You know – it's in terms of good experiences there have been homes that i've stayed in and i i will typically rent out a room in someone's home and sometimes two or three other guests will be uh, staying in other rooms and the homeowner is there and you know you get into your room and there's a nice basket with chips and water and you know the wifi is nice and fast and um you know all the uh, amenities that you kind of expect at a regular hotel they're there shampoo towels etc um but it just feels a little more a little bit more comfortable because you're in a quiet neighborhood you don't have to really deal with a whole bunch of drunken people on your on the way to the hotel room it just it, staying at an airbnb has a sense of peace and tranquility that you're not going to find on the strip and uh, that's one of the things i i think i enjoy most about it and when you get into
1: one of those situations where there's other people are are you the opposite of me do you socialize with them <laughs>
0: Oh, I challenge them to a fight right away. Um, I like to fight them for the bigger room. If if I see that they have a bigger room than I do.
1: As Um, as a Californian, I'm right in there saying, listen... (laughs) I'm going to take all you down right now. i fight, I'll fight to, everybody. Fight to the death for the biggest room. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Come on. <laughs> you know, it's not that often that you run into them on occasion. You know, maybe you run into them in a common area. But given that it's Vegas, I'm coming in and out, at, you know, two, three o'clock in the morning. So a lot of times, you know, other rooms are closed or people are passed out or, or they haven't gotten back from their evening out in Vegas yet either. So, yeah, a lot of times I don't run into people.
1: That's nice. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I, <have to> say.
1: <laughs> Cause I like I know, like when when my wife and I first got married and we would travel and we were young and, you know, we used to laugh about being young and poor and, you know, we're, you know, in our early 20s and we would travel and we would do the bed and breakfast thing because you know b&b's were always a little bit cheaper and you know you could you got a really good breakfast out of it a lot of times those places some of those bed and breakfast places would serve you this ridiculous breakfast where you know again you'd eat it and you didn't have to eat again till till supper time which was always fantastic but the awkward part about the whole thing always was dealing with the other people (laughs) Especially especially when you're in your 20s and you kind of laugh about being 15 or 20 years younger than everybody else, because usually the yeah. B&B crowd are the, you know, somewhat sophisticated, middle-aged people who, you know, now I'm that person. It's like, what are all these young people doing at this damn place? <laughs> like
0: <laughs> I like to turn off the young people by being super friendly. Like I'll go up to them and just give them a hug. Like we're you're just a friend that I haven't met yet. Come here, you and then they leave me alone the rest of the trip. It's great. Yeah, it's, you know, that's
1: a good tactic I find if you're just really awkward right off the start. <laughs> <laughs> People people tend to just kind of leave you alone in that situation.
0: Yeah, I like pour coffee into your cereal at the cereal bar and they look at you like what's up with this guy and then they avoid you.
1: Yeah, exactly listen, I just really like the taste of caffeine with my cornflakes. What's wrong with you <laughs> is the question I should be asking. Good God. Um of course, you know, we've talked about the good experiences now, of course we have to talk about uh the bad experiences. I can only imagine that in a place in a city like Las Vegas you're walking into to some of these places. <laughs> I, I, could, yeah. I can only imagine the, the horror stories that could come out of this.
0: I mean, I've had awkward situations. I've had horrific situations. I mean, I, I'll, I'll start with an awkward situation. I uh, stayed in an Airbnb recently where um, I came in at nighttime uh, it was dark and the lights were out. So I guess the homeowners were not home. And you, fi- you, know, you fiddle with the key code and you get inside. And I turn on the inside uh, entry light, which immediately flickered out as the bulb burned out. So I'm basically <laughs> standing in someone, some stranger's home in <laughs> pitch black. <laughs> and I'm trying to figure out, okay, what what do I do? There's got to be another light switch somewhere. So I turn on my iPhone light, and I'm scanning the house for another light switch. Meanwhile, in my mind, immediately I'm thinking of a Curb Your Enthusiasm type situation where someone thinks someone broke into the house <coughs> and they're robbing the joint, so they're <laughs> going to call the police. Um, I do manage to find a light somewhere, like over in the corner, where turned on like a really dim light. And as I right when I do that, I hear yet in another room this loud grunting, low grunting sound. <laughs> And I'm not exactly sure what it is, because I was like, someone's sleeping on the sofa. Do they own a pet pig? I don't know. And uh, eventually, I get around to turning on more lights, and I find that their big, giant, like, Marmaduke-sized dog is just chilling on the sofa. Oh, (laughs) jeez. Which, I mean, had I been a better guest and read thoroughly, you know, the rules of the house, I would have known that they had a dog. (laughs) So, it's kind of a little bit my bad. Uh, and me being a dog lover, immediately I'm over there. I'm like giving him scratches behind the ears. I'm sitting on the sofa, just r- you know, rubbing up on him because you know, let's get that belly, you know, all that, and you know, lean over. I got to take a picture with my wife, wa- you know, for my wife. Lean back, grab the dog in a headlock, take a picture. And meanwhile, it, it, it suddenly dawns on me that I'm probably being watched because most homeowners, good homeowners, will have cameras in the common areas. <laughs> <laughs> And so I'm sure at some point they looked back at the camera like, w- what is this guy doing? <laughs> so, so you, know, what, you know, once I figured all that out, I'm like, okay, let's get checked into the room and settle in for the night. But um, yeah, it, it can uh, lead to awkward situations. And then, like I said before, there are also horrific situations that I've run into. Um, another time I went to someone's house and knocked on the door and, Nobody answered, and I kept knocking on the door. Eventually, some woman dressed in, uh, she had like a leopard print robe with her like underwear, just like bra, panties, all exposed <laughs> answered the door that way. <laughs> <laughs> and immediately, I'm kind of like, oh, oh, I, I think I have the wrong house. And she says, Airbnb. <laughs> <They're> like, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, is uh, so-and-so here? I can't remember the name of the, of the guy, my contact person. And I said, oh, yeah, so-and-so here. She goes, hold on closes the door and i hear her just shouting throughout the whole house this guy's name let's just say it's justin she's just yelling justin i hear her banging on doors she eventually comes back and you know she cinched a robe at this point and says um i think he's in the bathroom why don't you come in oh my god so so i say okay well i'll come in. And uh, I set myself down in the entryway, and I'm just kind of hanging out, waiting. And uh, she said, she goes around looking for him again, comes back. He's not here, But and your room's not made up yet. And I'm like, look, I just need to drop off my bag. I'm heading out to the strip. Can I just drop off my bag? You know, I don't keep any valuables in it, so I had no worries about that. And she said, that's fine. Uh, you can come back later, and uh, we'll get it all set. Okay, cool. So I leave, and as I'm leaving, I know from the picture, the profile picture i see the guy like drive into the house as i'm driving away and i get a text from this guy late like 10 minutes later saying oh sorry man i was in the bathroom (laughs) meanwhile in my head i'm thinking oh you lying -er. (laughs) mfr this is the shadiest airbnb situation oh the other crazy thing about this house they gave me a house key It wasn't a key code for the door. They gave me one of their house keys, which means at any time I could have gone down to a locksmith and had 50 of them made and go back and rob their ass anytime I want to. (laughs) Or any previous Airbnb guest may have had the same thought and could do that while I'm staying there. That's sketchy. Like, I don't think any Airbnb
1: I've ever stayed at. It's always been a door code. Like that, just yeah. that to me, that makes sense. Like if you're going to do that, like, yeah, otherwise, yeah, you got, you could just be copying keys left, right, and center party
0: house. Oh, by the way, Jeff, I got a couple keys keys to send you if you want. <laughs> need a place to, to stay. <laughs> <laughs> totally non-related to the story that I just told, but I got a couple keys for you. If you, if you uh, ever need somewhere to stay in Vegas.
1: Awesome. Yeah. Just shoot those this way. I'd appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> Now now we have you, you you were telling me as well another story that falls under the uh horrific category, may even fall in a whole new category of horrific, quite frankly. Um <laughs> which yeah. which I feel you absolutely positively have to share.
0: Yeah, this is a story that I told once on, on my show and I lost a listener because of it. So if you're <laughs> so um uh be warned if you're sensitive maybe you want to skip forward like three minutes on the show but uh, a group of friends uh we all booked a house uh, it's, it was a gorgeous house huge house had a little waiting pool um it looked like a, a like a reality show style you know where 50 people stay in one home it was huge it was beautiful it was gorgeous Now, I had originally planned to stay with my friends in this house. However, one more person wanted to join. And I said, hey, I can get a free room over at the link. I'll bounce out. I'll stay there. And this other person could have the room that I would have had. Luckiest thing that ever happened to me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Because when, first of all, when, when they showed up to the house, I wasn't the first one to arrive. Someone else showed up to the house, took a picture of the door, sent it to me. And apparently the house had, there was a foreclosure notice on it. Oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) I guess the guy who was letting it out was a little behind in rent or payments. Um, So, the bank had – it's a bank-owned house. And so, he sent it to me. He said, what do we do? And I'm like, well, does the key work? He said, yeah. So, I told him, all right, tear that shit down and go inside. (laughs) If the key works, it's our place for the weekend. (laughs) I mean, so, let's just do that. So, they go in. They claim their rooms. I get to the house. I'm marveling at the beauty of this place. I had, you know, several living rooms. I had seven or eight bedrooms. And uh, one guy comes up to me. And he's like, Hey man, follow me. I'm like, wow, what's going on? He's like, no, 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 just, just follow me. And we go into one of the parlor rooms where there's this, this purple sofa. And it's got like some odd stains. <laughs> <on> the cushions. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, like uh, I'll, I'll use a, a phrase that you had uh, reminded me of, like as though someone had been making whoopee on the sofa. <laughs> <laughs> and we just kind of looked at it and went, oh man, this is disgusting. All right. Um, let's very carefully flip the cushions over. Other side worse. <laughs> that was the good side. Oh my god. <laughs> and 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 we just went around the house and took a look at all the sofas and they they all looked like glazed donuts. Oh. They, they they just were so we just grabbed bed sheets from all over the house and covered all the sofas so at least, you know, those daring enough could sit on them if they wanted to. But it it, it was not a great situation. Oh my
1: god god that's awful
0: <laughs> you know and you know after the tour of the house i said well best of luck to you guys see you later yeah.
1: <laughs> how many wanted to come and join you in your room at the link
0: all of them, <laughs> all of them. <laughs> it was gonna be a huge slumber party in, our, in my tiny little link room
1: <laughs> uh, i'm thinking that was a uh, a negative review left on uh, on airbnb for that one <laughs>
0: <laughs> we might have, we might have been the last people to stay there because you know apparently the house was foreclosed on so wow
1: that's uh, that's a thing
0: <laughs> yeah yeah and it was it was kind of interesting too because all of the bathrooms had those porn slapper cards in them oh. you know the guy who owned the house didn't miss one trick on on making a penny there you know he decked it out you know just in case y'all want a strip club or a hooker here are the flyers for that because i'll get a cut from there too oh, uh, but yeah yeah it was a that, that's probably the worst airbnb <laughs> experience that i've had in vegas
1: I, I feel like that's about the worst Airbnb experience I could imagine anywhere. Never mind just in <laughs> Vegas. <laughs> I, I mean, I do think I think the impressive part of that story is the fact that everybody kind of stuck it out.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, they took close looks at their beds and the linen and everything, you know, and, not, and, and let's you and I be honest. Any hotel room we stay in, it's probably something shady going on there as well. Probably. There's no question.
1: There's absolutely no question in my mind that, yeah, they're, I mean, every hotel room, they always say, you know, don't blacklight it because, but. <laughs> Which I've done. Oh, you're a braver, I did it on the Halloween episode. You're a braver man than I am.
0: There's no. <laughs> <laughs> I did it on the Halloween episode of the show. And both my friend and I just kind of went. <laughs> <laughs>
1: When when you turn the black light on and it's brighter in the room than it is if you have the curtains open,
0: that's a it problem. It looked like a wham video. It was horrible. <laughs> that's
1: that's a real that's a real issue that yeah, that's that's why. You just you put it out of your mind, you don't think yeah. about it, you don't touch anything, you just kinda yeah. And,
0: yeah, and that's why you bring slippers with you to Vegas.
1: That's why a lot of people bring their own sheets. I've heard of people doing that too bring their own sheets bring their own pillows it's not you know, a terrible idea not a whole own towels but then again when it gets to that point why leave your house <laughs> <laughs> you know if you're yeah. that if you're that sketched out by things you probably should just stay home it's probably a yeah I, by
0: house. the way i'm so sorry for losing about 10 listeners for you <laughs> <laughs> my apologies
1: if it's only 10 (laughs) i'm I'm completely okay with that (laughs) for that story worth it (laughs) oh man but i mean all in all you would recommend airbnb as an option for las vegas
0: i think people have to consider Uh, What factors, you know, what they're looking to get out of Vegas, for example, if you want to do a trip out to, you know, spend a day out in Red Rock. Like, you know, I know a lot of people don't rent cars, but this is one reason and one good excuse to rent a car for the day where you get a car, you stay off strip, and maybe you head out to Red Rock or maybe you head out to um, Henderson or just check out the neighboring uh, cities around Vegas because they're all fantastic. And the money that you spend on the car, you're going to save from eating from dining at those restaurants because they are 50% cheaper than food on the strip.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And, and, you know, again, it's kind of a neat, it is a neat experience to be able to get out to some of those areas like Henderson or Summerlin or, you know, any of the, the quote unquote suburbs of Las Vegas. Cause I think, you know, people kind of forget that people live in Las Vegas, I, I, you know, it's taken me several years of multiple trips a year to finally and visiting friends of mine that live there at their homes to realize, oh my God, like this, this is just like a regular city, like anywhere else.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's a regular city, except they have gambling and gambling in their bars and grocery stores and liquor stores. But aside from that, I'm, it, it is a regular city. And if you go off, strip, you're going to get regular prices, meet regular people and have a totally different experience than, than if you're on the strip. And I highly encourage that. Take a break. Because when you're going on the strip for three days straight, you come back fried. But if you take one day to take a breather and go enjoy some nature or some quiet... It makes the trip much more uh, fun, in my opinion.
1: Excellent. Well, Chris, I, I have to say thank you again for, uh, for jumping on to share uh, your Airbnb thoughts with me here on this episode. I, I really do appreciate it.
0: Hey, man, happy to do it. Thank you for having me on.
1: Be sure to check out Chris's podcast, Faces and Aces Las Vegas. Find it on your favorite podcast platform or head to facesandaceslv.com. You can also follow Chris on Twitter at faces and aces LV. That wraps up another episode of the podcast. If you've got feedback to share on this or any other episode of the podcast, reach out via Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram at Jeff does Vegas. And if you're in the need for suggestions or ideas of where to stay, what to eat, what shows to see, or what to do on your next Vegas vacation, get in touch via social media or email me directly, Jeff at walkernewmedia.com. In the meantime, thank you once again for listening and downloading. Be sure to subscribe for free wherever you get your podcasts so you'll know as soon as new episodes are posted. Also, make sure you head to jeffdoesvegas.com for past episodes and show notes. And if you have a spare moment and you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please give a star rating and write a quick review if you can. My name is Jeff and this has been episode number 30 of the Jeff Does Vegas podcast, a Walker New Media production.